Welcome to the College Recruiting Podcast, where each week our team of expert college recruiting advisors tackle the most critical college recruiting questions, with guests including college coaches, pro scouts, and industry insiders. We will empower you with the tips and strategies needed to gain an advantage in the college recruiting process. Okay, let's go ahead and start the show. Hey there, folks. Uh, Ryan Thompson here, and welcome to episode three of our podcast, continuing podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the role of a high school and club coach. Uh, and being one myself at one point in time, I'll have some insight on in terms of my own limitations, uh, my goals as a high school coach as well as a club coach. But what I really wanted to dive in today uh, about is leveling, increasing, or understanding uh, a family's expectations uh, of what we feel they should be of, of their you know individual high school coach or club coach. Um, and I think, unrightly so, in recent years, there's been a lot more pressure put on both of those individuals, um, whether it's lacrosse, whether it's basketball, whether it's volleyball or even baseball, uh, the expectations that parents are having um, because so much of today's athletics are pay to play and they cost so much more than they did 20, 25 years ago um, that there's a little bit more, whether the word of entitlement is proper, uh, for lack of a better word, I think there's a little bit more entitlement of what uh, a family's uh, expectations are uh, of their kid playing as well as the services that they receive. And uh, I have Andrew Beinbrink, uh here, again, the founder and uh, CEO of Sports Force, um, who has seen this from, you know, seven or eight years in the evolution of, you know, travel ball and club ball and how it's kind of transformed the recruiting environment. And what I wanted to ask of him, because I've always been on the inside of this, um, whether it was a high school coach or a travel coach, um, you know, what are your goals when talking with a family of, hey, let's be honest here, your high school coach or your travel ball coach can help, but here are the limitations that they are frequently going to have. And it's, you know, it's nothing short of, you know, they have a family and they have a life or they're a teacher or they have 160 other kids to worry about. But, you know, what is the principal thing that we should expect of our high school coaches? And what are the other aspects that we should probably try to help with our high school coaches or our travel coaches so we can better suit ourselves um, without being you know, overly selfish, um, but just trying to assist in the process because the end goal is finding the best opportunity for our son or daughter. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, as the competitive sports, you know, has evolved and the whole landscape, you know, has become, you know, more club driven and, you know, high school uh, complements that process. Uh, what we've seen is we've seen, you know, high school coaches, I'll talk about them first. Um, the challenges that a high school coach has is, I think, managing the expectations of, of, of parents and players uh, around what their role and responsibilities are. Um, so as a high school, you know, athletic director, you know, they're trying to figure out, they want to make sure that sports is a platform to help their student athletes uh, learn some of the benefits of sports, be able to, you know, bring the community together more, and ultimately give uh, a, a way for young men and young women to build more confidence, um, understand teamwork, and be able to learn some of those life lessons. And 
So what a high school coach's responsibility is not um, is to, you know, help guide a student athlete, you know, through, you know, what colleges might be a good fit, um, how to reach out to those schools, um, you know, to personally contact and call coaches them, you know, college coaches themselves. Um, very, very, very few high school coaches, you know, have, you know, or know a majority of the college coaches, you know, that are coaching today. Um, the college coaching carousel means that college coaches are changing very frequently. And it's just, it's unrealistic uh, to think that, um, you know, your high school coach is going to personally help navigate, you know, you and your family through the entire process. Um, or that, uh, you know, that's their responsibility, you know, to do that. So really trying to frame that and give high school coaches a voice um, in this is critical because, you know, like Ryan was saying earlier, a lot of high school coaches either have another job if they're an off-campus coach um, or if they're an on-campus um, and full-time staff member, they teach at the school and likely many of them also have a family. Um, so I think if you're a parent listening in on this call, <clears throat> really try to, you know, temper the expectations that you have, you know, for your high school coach um, and just understand that, again, their role is to provide, you know, an environment for student athletes to mature and develop uh, a safe environment for the team, you know, to compete in. And then if a college coach does call them um, to be able to provide their honest evaluation um, of your son or daughter. Um, and that's where, you know, high school coaches really – that's the extent of the role that, uh, you know, they should play in this process. Um, so I think reframing expectations that, you know, the high school coach, you know, should be reaching out or coming up with a target list or, you know, providing suggestions of which schools make the most sense. Uh, I think you're just going to put yourself in a, in a difficult situation. And really you want to make sure that your high school coach is on board to support, you know, your efforts. Um, you know, as a student athlete, or if you're a parent, you know, your, your kids efforts. Uh, and I'll say one final thing on this is that high school coaches also, um, you know, understand that if a parent's going to be a problem in high school, that likely, um, that parent is going to be a problem for a college coach as well. So when they do get a, a phone call from a college coach, uh, asking about certain players, you know, it can come up and it does come up where a high school coach will say, you know, um, you're going to have to deal, you know, with Mr. or Mrs. Smith, you know, in this in this process. And, um, you know, that could be uh, a headache. Um, so college coaches run away, you know, from parents that are going to be uh, difficult to deal with and, uh, and problem parents very, very fast. It's already difficult enough to develop you know, players and develop a good team at the college level. The last thing that they want is to have, you know, a set of nightmare parents that they're dealing with and trying to manage. And I'll take that a little bit further of, of being a high school coach. Um, you know, I wasn't married. I didn't have kids. Uh, and I still, you know, being an off campus and a sub, I, I did not find a ton of time to be framing out 
opportunities to call college coaches. And I thought I had a pretty good network. And, you know, we had more players drafted in 2010 at a Scripps Ranch than any high school in California. And that wasn't for a lack of some other kids getting seen. It's just my network of college coaches was not conducive to what they were going to need. Um, and that's, you know, something that needs to be addressed. And it's, uh, I mean, I knew the game of baseball and I'm, I'm continually learning it, but I had a couple kids that had a tough time finding places to go. And that wasn't anything to do with myself other than, you know, I was 30 years old. I didn't understand how the recruiting game was, com you know, consistently evolving. Um, as well as, you know, possibly I do now. So the expectation of a coach, even though if he knows baseball really well, is there may be a general lack of recruiting knowledge. Um, and again, this is not to say that the high school coach is inept at anything because there's some incredible examples out there of high school coaches going, what I would say, above and beyond and having programs that are absolute feeders for colleges. Um, you can look at examples from the East Coast to the West Coast of schools that will go to particular high schools because they know what product they're getting. Uh, we're talking about the, the vast majority of kids out there. Um, and so by no means are we saying that all high school coaches are unable to do this. It's just if we're going to play the averages and play the, you know, the numbers, that's the way it's going to be. And the lack of recruiting knowledge um, is pertinent to this because you got to know what's going on out there and you got to have a pulse on the environment. And that's something at Sports Force that we take pride in. Uh, no matter what family we're helping, is that we are in the trenches, as we like to say, because we're out watching games, we're out at tournaments, you know, we're out at the polo grounds watching roughly 500 lacrosse players, um, you know, on a hot summer day. And you get an idea of what's going on and actually the networking that you are able to do with college coaches of finding out what they're looking for and m almost is more specifically of what they're not looking for, um, directly reflects how we go about, you know, our business with our families. Um, Andrew mentioned that colleges will run away from a family, a, a parent, yeah, and, and that's true. And so what we try to educate our families are if you have, you know, reasonable expectations and you're able to get uh, good communication flowing between the high school coach and yourself, you're going to increase your chances um, to put your child in a good position to be recruited. And that's principally why we say – manage your own expectations uh, because the higher the expectations are um, the bigger downside there is to it and that's just the whole roller coaster aspect that we'll talk about uh, when we talk about club coaches that's something that's really evolved uh, and I will say in the last 10 to 15 years um, some sports more recently than others uh, we can talk about the volleyball and the soccer aspect that's been probably strong for 20 to 25 years but the truth is there are a lot more opportunities uh, with certain sports from the club standpoint than there are the high school. Um, and it's because during high school sports, those teams and colleges are playing at the same time, whether it's football, basketball, baseball. Um, those will limit college recruiting opportunities. So the, there's a lot more pressure, and there's actually been a lot more power uh, placed uh, within the travel or club organizations. And so what we would like to talk about uh, and give you guys a heads up on is, you know, the expectations for a club coach, um, the realities of a club coach. Um, and without further ado saying, you know, there's a lot of smoke that can be blown up there because one of the principal reasons that travel and club coaches are out there is the financial side of things. Um, it allows them to have a life and do what they love, which is awesome. And I, and I commend the people that do that because they, they really are there for the kids. And then there's the other side that they're there to, 
to make a dollar and have a name and have a little bit of empowerment to it. And that's something that we want to be careful of without burning a bridge or without, you know, prejudging. Um, so when I asked Andrew earlier about this, I said, you know, what are the things that you see from the travel side or the club side that is made this tougher to navigate for a family that may be getting into it for the first time or has been a part of a club team for four to five years and, and wants to go, gosh, where, where are we in this process? Because the communication isn't that great. So, Andrew, what do you see with that in terms of, hey, moms and dads, let's be aware of this or let's make sure we communicate that. Therefore, we know what we're doing. Yeah, I think to the point of talking about, you know, just club sports and club teams, um, there are a lot of benefits, uh, you know, to being able to, you know, play on a good quality club team, develop, you know, go to certain tournaments or showcases. Um, the typical limitations when we, because we talk with a lot of different club coaches around the country in, you know, many different sports, um, is one of the things that, you know, they'll get back to is, you know, hey, we're managing, you know, uh, an entire team, you know, 20, 25 families, you know, for certain sports, other sports, you know, anywhere between, you know, 10 to 15. And just the time uh, involvement, you know, to prepare uh, for tournaments, for practices, for, for games, uh, they're busy just trying to develop players and making sure that they're doing the best job possible on, you know, on developing a player. The other thing that goes back to with um, what Ryan talked about is some of the recruiting knowledge. Um, you know, the recruiting process is changing uh, every year and, you know, different rules based on the NCAA from an academic standpoint with, you know, how many core classes you need to be able to have, you know, to some of the recruiting timelines to even, you know, different rules on, you know, transfers and red shirt, gray shirt. Um, it's a very dynamic, you know, process that happens um, to even, you know, how many schools are out there at the different levels that might be a good fit based on your child's, you know, academic potential major that they might want to focus on. Um, so what we hear from, you know, club coaches is, it's very difficult for them to say, let's come up with a target list of 75 to 100 schools that fit the bill for this student athlete. Um, we constantly hear from, from coaches saying, hey, we've asked our kids to put together a target list. Um, and But what they'll say often is like either A, the student athlete or the family doesn't get around to doing it. Um, and they don't have the time to hold every uh, family accountable, you know, to, to do a target list. And then typically the target list that, that does get submitted is too many schools, uh, sorry, not enough schools or too unrealistic of schools, uh, which is one of the biggest mistakes that happens. And part of that is because a club team uh, program can be a little bit conflicted um, with providing an honest and ongoing evaluation of a player and where they fit in uh, into this process. Um, so that's where it's, it, it's just even, I think, more challenging um, you know, as a parent trying to navigate this process, um, you know, and realize that uh, it's important to continue to get uh, objective evaluation on objective, you know, uh, realistic approach to the college target list. Um, I think another thing 
that we hear over and over from parents saying, you know, I wish my coach would do more. I wish my coach would do this. I wish my coach would do that. Again, you know, rarely does a club team coach have a huge extensive network, you know, to reach, you know, the different schools on your target list. Um, and if that's being sold to you, hey, you know, we're a club, we, we're going to help you get recruited. Um, we're going to help take care of all this for you. Um, I just wouldn't buy into that bill of goods um, that easily. Uh, it's very, it's very difficult, um, you know, for, again, a coach to be able to spread their uh, time and energy across every single family and guide them through that. Um, the other thing is, you know, what we've seen is that I think it's really easy for a club team coach to help a player that's getting heavily recruited uh, in the process um, because there's hardly much to do. Um, and even for, even for those families, it's important whether, you know, you're getting offers from top, you know, division one schools, it's still very, very important to evaluate that process as objectively as possible. Um, because I think what you don't want to do is just fall in love with the brand of the school and think, oh, you know, this is the right fit on, you know, on paper, everything matches up. You really got to do the due diligence in this process. It is that big of a decision. Uh, again, college is arguably the largest decision and investment that you're going to make in your son or daughter's life. Um, and I'll just wrap it up with one one final point here, and that is that um, nobody cares about you know your family more than you do. If you're a parent listening in on this call, or if you're a student athlete. Um, so it's critical to make sure that as a family, you're taking as much um, ownership in the process. You're getting and you're investing your time and your money into things that are going to put, put you down you know, the proper path or you know, provide you the right direction, uh, again, to make the best college decision. There's no way that you would you know, look at selling your home um, without getting some, you know, professional advice or buying a new home without getting due diligence and, and, and professional evaluation, appraisal, et cetera. Um, college is the price of a home nowadays for many of these, many of these schools. So just making sure that you're doing the right things, um, you know, getting objective and professional, uh, advice, I think is really critical. Uh, and our goal as an organization we're not here to re replace a coach. We work with high school and club team coaches all the time, and we actually rely on them um, to help us navigate and work with work with families, and be and be able to provide uh, the best possible, um, you know, messages and letters and information uh, when we're sharing that information with college coaches. And I didn't think <clears throat> to sum it up. It's that manage the expectations, understand what's realistic and what's fair. Um, and if you need help and a little bit of guidance, that's where you need to be able to seek out and feel comfortable with what you're seeking out so that there is some guidance there to lead you to the next decision. Um, appreciate you guys listening in and look forward to talking to you guys soon. Thanks for being part of the Realities of College Recruiting podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the Realities of College Recruiting podcast on iTunes. And check us out at our blog at sportsforceonline.com forward slash blogs for more educational articles, 
and every past episode. Join our community on Facebook and Twitter where you can ask questions, share insights, and recommend future guests and topics. Be sure to join us next week on the Realities of College Recruiting podcast. And remember, your college decision isn't a four-year decision, it's a 40-year decision.